Welcome to My Secret Place Devotional with Oyit Alfred. My Secret Place, dwelling with the Father, going deeper in His Word for truth and the light from above. Be transformed in My Secret Place. Good morning. Today's prayer is not what I want to just pray for today. I want you to make this a daily confession. Every day you wake up, speak it over your life. Declare it in the afternoon. Declare it in the night. Because your words carry so much power. We're going to pray from Psalm 116 verse 9. It says, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. What it means is that every day that you breathe, it will be a day where you walk before God in righteousness, in holiness. You do the things that please the Lord, never looking to the left or to the right. Can you see why I said confess it on a daily basis over your life? So let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Lord, I ask for grace for myself and for your people that are connected today, Lord. Lord, that we will walk before you every day in holiness, in righteousness, pleasing you as long as we live. That we will not turn to the left or to the right. That in the land of the living will be men and women who walk before you, O God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Your conscience is the most vital part of your entire being. It is the most crucial, the most important part of your whole body. It's because your conscience is in charge of your right and wrong. It is your conscience that is in charge of that department of your system that recognizes wrong or right. Your conscience is the one that guards that department. It determines what is right and what is wrong. Just like if you're a student of psychology, it will tell you that the prefrontal cortex is the one in charge of decision making. It guides that particular unit. So if you're talking about decision making, go to the prefrontal cortex. Now, when you're talking about knowing what is right or wrong spiritually, you go to your conscience. Now, secularly, it's called the moral compass of an individual. So when you want to understand right and wrong, check the person's moral compass. Spiritually, we'll call it the conscience. But the question is this, who controls or who determines your sense of right or wrong? In other words, who or what is governing your conscience? Because something governs the conscience of a man or a woman. That is why some people will fight publicly, insult people, slander people, and they don't care. While other people will do the same thing and feel really terrible about it. The other person has done it and he doesn't bother. That's because something controls your conscience. Your conscience is not independent. Your conscience is dependent on a controlling factor. It is now that controlling factor that will guide the conscience in determining what is right and what is wrong. So we're going to pay attention to the controlling forces that control or guide or dictate what controls our conscience. Now, in order to do that, I'm going to give you a quick exam and it's a multiple choice exam. Are you going to take the exam right now? So meaning I'm going to give you multiple choices are you going to take. So the question is this, which one of these options controls or guides or governs your conscience? Put in another way, what determines your sense of right 
and wrong. Because remember, right and wrong has to be your conscience. So what is that thing that determines your right or wrong? Option one, is it things that are culturally accepted to be right? Number two, or are there things that are religiously accepted to be right? Number three, the thing controlling your right and wrong, are they the things that are educationally accepted as right? Number four, are they things that are socially accepted as right? Or number five, are they things that are biblically accepted as right? Now, quietly think about these options I've given you. What is it exactly that is telling you that this thing is right? If you are not careful, what is controlling your conscience will not be the word of God. It will be something else that is informing your choice of right or wrong. So let's take it again. Let's go to the first one. Things that are culturally accepted as right may be not what is spiritually accepted as right. I'll give you an example. In the Western world, they frown at disciplining children. You know, you can't give your child a good spanking. You can't correct him and all that. A child can go and report his parents because he was spanked. Now, that behavior of not spanking your children is culturally accepted as right. Question, is it what the scripture says? So let's go to the scripture. Proverbs 13 verse 24. Those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. Now I need to put a clause here. Now of course there are people who go to the extreme and they harm their children. They flog their children to the point that they are bleeding or whatever. Obviously, that's what I'm talking about. But I'm saying here that this is what the scripture says. That if you truly love your children, don't spare the rod. But what is culturally said is the opposite. They are saying if you really love your children, you can't spank them. So which one is controlling your sense of right and wrong? Let's look at Proverbs 19 verse 18. It says, discipline your children while there is hope. Otherwise, you will ruin their lives. So a lot of us are ruining the lives of our children by behavioral patterns that are culturally accepted. So what's happening is that when you don't discipline your children, your conscience is accepting that you don't see that you are sinning against God because what you have accepted as right is what is culturally accepted. Let's pull another scripture, Proverbs 22 verse 15. It says, a youngster's heart is filled with foolishness, but physical discipline will drive it away. So foolishness is part of, you know, being a child. But the Bible said the only thing that will drive it away is called physical discipline. Please note, I'm not promoting abuse, not at all in any way promoting any sort of abuse, but there is something called discipline that children require if they are going to turn out right. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 23 verse 13, it says, don't fail to discipline your children. The rod of punishment won't kill them. This is the scripture. So, you know, think about it in any area. What is determining right and wrong? Is it what is culturally accepted or what is spiritually accepted? If you don't sit down to think, you might be surprised that your conscience is under the control of culture. So, look at number two. Things that are religiously accepted. Example, people just religiously feel that if that service doesn't hold on Sunday, you know, God won't come. Do you know you can actually have service on Saturday, on Sunday? Like, you can choose that the day you are going to hold your worship service is going to be on Monday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and the full presence of God will be there and everything will be intact. Look at the scripture. Colossians 2.16 says, So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink 
or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moons or ceremonies or sabbaths. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come and Christ himself is the reality. So based on what we eat, some people say, oh, I'm not going to eat this because we're dedicated to this, because it's this, because it's that. I won't eat red meat because, you know, just a couple of different things. Are those things religiously acceptable or are they spiritually acceptable? Religious means it might sound godly, but you can't find it in the scripture. It has no backing in the Bible as good as it is. Let's look at another one. Remember I'm talking about ceremonies. We make a big deal about Christmas and we've said, oh, you must do Christmas. If you don't do Christmas, this will happen. And people have done so much about Christmas. I mean, it's great if that's a holiday, just time to rest. But it's not religiously right. As in, if you don't do it, God doesn't care, doesn't bother. It doesn't shift God in any direction. This is just up to you. But you have to understand that it is, you know, religiously accepted does not mean it has anything to do with the scripture. I hope you get the point. Let's look at the third one. Are you doing things that are educationally accepted as right or spiritually accepted? You know, education and our training in schools, many times they go against the scripture. Example, if you study a lot, the tendency to disbelieve that demons are real is very high. The tendency to disbelieve the spirit realm is very high. The tendency to disbelieve the fact that, you know, what happens in the spirit realm controls the physical is very, very high. So a lot of people would rather accept what education has taught us and ignore what the scripture is saying. So ask yourself, is education controlling my conscience? There are many things you will do that education will not frown at, but the scripture will frown at it. Let's look at things that are socially acceptable. Good one will be birthday. You know, in the entire scripture from Genesis to Revelation, not one believer in Jesus Christ sat down and celebrated his birthday from beginning to the end. The only people I saw doing birthdays were unbeliever, heathen kings, Herod had a birthday and all that. That's all. But you know how we have made it such a big deal. There are women that will quarrel with their husbands because they forgot their birthday. There are men and children that will not speak to their parents or whatever they throw tantrums because of birthday. Is there anything wrong with celebrating birthday? No. But where did that culture come from? There are things that are socially acceptable, but they are not spiritually acceptable. Meaning that God doesn't care. You celebrate your birthday, is fine. You don't celebrate your birthday, is fine. Actually, if you are wise, your birthday is a time for reflection. And think about it. Am I living a life of purpose? What have I accomplished so far? Those are the things. Am I saying there's anything wrong with birthdays? No, but put things in the right perspective in accordance to the scripture, not in accordance to socially acceptable laws, educational laws, religious laws, culturally acceptable laws. Question again as I round up, what is dictating to your conscience? Is it the scripture or the other things? Sit down. Think about it. You might be surprised that culture is governing your conscience. Religion might be governing your conscience. Social standards or whatever might be governing your conscience. And therefore, you are accepting things that the scripture has rejected. And you are rejecting things that the scripture has accepted. Look through your life. Ask yourself this question and answer truthfully so that you can make adjustments to match. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. Rock on for other life-changing messages, you can download the app Rev Oyik Speaks from Play Store for Android phone users or the iOS Store for Apple users. You can also follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Telegram, all on the handle Oyik's Alfred. Thank you so much for listening. Have a blessed day. Shield. You are my cover.
See you. 